Hello? Hello? I, I need to speak to Oprah Winfrey. Can I please speak to philanthropist Oprah Winfrey right now? Oh, hello. Can I please speak to famous theoretical physicist Stephen Hawking? That's the author of the famous book, A Brief History of Time, Stephen Hawking. Um, um yes, hello. I would like to speak to Rafiki. You know, that baboon fellow from The Lion King. Is he on the line? Why, hello there. Can I speak to Hugh, that gorgeous hunk of a man, huge Jackman? Uh... uh they can't come to the phone right now, but I'm Matt. And I'm Z. And, and together, together we're acceptable company. Hey, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Acceptable Company. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. We have been on a bit of a hiatus We have. We've had um, just a lot going on. A lot going on. We are glad to be back. We got um, we made some improvements. New, some new ideas. A new segment coming up. New segment coming up. Bigger, bolder <laughs> than ever. Heavier. So more voluptuous. More voluptuous. That's that's always what we're going for with our podcast. <laughs> so Matt, I would love to start by telling you a little bit about my experience with something called Bumble BFF. I know what Bumble is. Yes. Okay, good. Generally. That's a good start. That's a great start. So I have a friend who moved to another city and she told me about this thing called Bumble BFF, which is essentially like a branch off of the Bumble app that you know, but for finding platonic friendships. Wait, so you're, you're literally, Bumble still operates the same as most dating sites, as in the swiping yes or no on people. Yeah, you're swiping but yes or no on people. You're still you're very still viciously judging people, but for friendship instead of everything else. Yeah, so the criteria is totally different, right? You don't need to think about like life compatibility or, because you know, your friends are so different from who you are. But that's because you've fought, you've you've met them by chance. Mm. If you're on a if you're on a, a friendship dating site mm. and you're looking for a particular friend, you're going to be looking for traits that you also share. Well, I'll, I'll talk you through my journey because yes, my, my outlook has changed. <laughs> so basically, a lot of my friends are having kids. A lot of my friends don't live in Sydney anymore. Um, I've moved to a new area. Mm. I have friends, but I don't have that many friends who I can just be like nine o'clock on a Wednesday night say, hey, do you want to get gelato? Like, I want last minute friends. Yeah, it's harder these days. So I downloaded it, created a profile. And it's so interesting. I've never had to create a profile for any kind of like swiping app before. Yeah. So did you use the same sort of pictures you'd use on a dating profile or were these like friendship pictures? No, I think on a dating profile, you'd want to like look nice and presentable. Whereas on a friendship one, you want to look like you're fun to hang out with. Yeah, like in costumes and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you want to look like you're not on the app because you can't make friends. So you got to make it look like you've also got friends, you know? You've got a picture of you I really love where you're wearing a chef's hat. Did you put that in the profile? I did not, oh. no. Because <laughs> that's a very polarizing picture. That would have been The chef's hat one, just so everyone knows, I'm wearing these like like underwear briefs <laughs> with the Statue of David private area printed on the front. Yeah, it's amazing. It's You, you love it or you hate it. So yeah, it's the same as Bumble. You swipe um, through different people based on their photos and their profile. I don't know if you've used Bumble, but it has these prompts, right? So it's like it starts a sentence and you finish it with your answer. So for instance, I quote too much from blah, blah, blah. Star Wars. My, <laughs> my ideal BFF date would be... A Star Wars movie, <laughs> So Anyway, so Bumble famously, the females start the conversation first. Ah, is that how it works? I only get matched with females. Oh. Mm. Is that something you've specified? I don't remember putting that in. No. 
So as I'm swiping through all these profiles, like I'm swiping through a lot and I'm coming to realize that women come in three categories. Uh, once you see so many profiles, it's like three buckets of people. Like, oh, they're one of these people. Yeah, they're one of these people. So the three categories are number one, loves yoga and Pilates. <laughs> They're the same people that on the dating app they have. Loves going for hikes. And, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yoga, Pilates, and hikes. That's one. Category B. Loves to party and go drinking. Okay, yeah. Third category, where I fall. Netflix, hanging out, chill times, getting coffee, casual vibes. Okay. So. <laughs> this sounds. It still sounds a lot like a dating app. It's so weird. I feel like I'm more nervous on BFF than I would be on a dating app because I'm like, if they don't like you, it's not because they don't think that their lifestyle won't be compatible with you or they don't find you attractive or whatever. It's literally who you are. You're, you're, def- <laughs> you're just not worth knowing as a human yeah, being. Yeah, yeah. They don't need to plan about the whole life. They yeah. just don't even want to like get to know you as a person. Exactly. So <laughs> it's different. I, I bet it would be. So is the intention here to organize like a coffee date and meet up and, and be friends, see where the relationship goes? Pretty much. Yeah. It's other people who are in the same boat as you. So their friends have also moved overseas or having kids or whatever. Is there a lot of people using this app? Yeah. Heaps. And like, I've set my radius to like two kilometers because I don't want to have to travel for people. I want to just be able to quickly Knock meet. On their door. On, yeah. Meet yeah. around the corner. And it's been really fruitful. I mean- At the beginning, I was really generous with my swipes because I thought, oh, I have so many friends who are so different to me, so I don't need to, like, have everything in common with them. So there were, like, some really out there people that I was just like, yeah, I'll be your friend, I'll be your friend, swiping on everyone. And then I met up with them and it was interesting. I, I imagine this would be even more awkward than a date. The intention isn't really clear. Yeah. You know? At least with a date, you kind of know the ins and outs. Everyone knows how a date works. Yeah. You know, dinner and a movie and the intention and how to judge if a date's gone well. But a friendship meetup, it's not as clearly defined. Mm. I would say the, initially when I was being really blase with my swipes, the meets were very <laughs> pleasant and polite, but awkward-ish. Um, so I had to be a little bit more selective with. But it'd, be, it'd be like a date anyway. You'd have the it, same conversation. Mm. It's still, it's it's still be like, so what talking. do you do for work? What is your life like? What are your kinks and fetishes? <laughs> How many kids do you want? Mm, it wasn't like that so at I all. So I talked to my friends. It's more like, actually, I've found that we complain a lot about our lives. Like, what's going on in your life? I'm like... Sounds like your best friends already. Yeah. <laughs> so I was meeting a lot of people and I realized that my weekends were being filled up with, like, meeting people, but not really... It was very superficial Mm. um so i started being a lot more selective with my swiping like really analyzing their profiles analyzing like what they wrote and asking myself you know can i really see myself like being friends with this person there was a lot of analysis going on and much more successful since i've been much more picky well okay (laughs) so i don't know if your story is going this way but have you had any repeat friendship dates? Oh, yeah. I've got like three or four that are like consistent. Shout you know, out to these new friends if you listen. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the new <laughs> friends if you listen. But I love it because like the difference between this and a date is there's no pressure to dress up. You still want to make a good impression. Yeah, though. you do. You do. But like one girl was like, hey, do you want to go to the park and watch bats? 
fly around and like i was just like yes that is my dream date like <laughs> just silly That's stupid all stuff i wanted in a friend date it really was though like just chill times and chatting it's kind of interesting that you only match with girls though because I'd, I'd be very curious if people are still going to use it as like a dating or a hookup thing i imagine some guys are just like oh let's just hang out as friends winky mm, face mm. oh i really like hanging out with you do you want a winky face because guys are disgusting <laughs> generally when it comes to dating apps and things mm. so any angle yeah you know what i mean mm, cast the net wide yeah yeah exactly mm. but it's been really fruitful much more fruitful than i would have anticipated what do you do with these friends mostly? just like get ice cream get coffees um meals but the first activity that i've got planned is with one girl it's like our fourth meet we're going to a cat cafe in, oh yeah like, next week so proper friendships and we like sit and we talk and we like cry there's like meaningful um, interactions interactions. oh there was this one time sorry i've got one more story no go on um this one girl i matched with she was from america and she was leaving like the next day but my plans for that night got cancelled because my friend got covid so I had a free night and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I may as well just meet with this girl. And we like sat for like four hours and talked about our lives and just like, I don't remember connecting with someone that deeply for a long, long time. And she's back in America now and we still like message each other on Instagram like every second day. That's that's actually quite nice. It's quite nice it's and wholesome. wholesome. It right? is quite wholesome. Do you think, and if the three people that are these new friends are listening, <laughs> block your ears, do you think these friendships will fizzle out? It's like okay. the honeymoon period of a dating Maybe. situation. I, I don't know. I think that if you connect with someone and you both make the effort, there's no reason why it couldn't continue. Organic friendship, it, it's quite difficult to come by, mm. right? Meeting people in the wild and forming an actual connection with. Mm. So do you think these situations where you're, in a way, forced to be friendly to each other mm. do you think there's real death there do you think lightning has struck three times for you and one time with a girl in america i think that organic friendships stem from consistent nourishment right you're consistently checking in on each other and caring about each other and the care grows as you spend more time together right like you and i met at subway we were forced to be together because we had a shift together that's true i forced myself to ask you a bunch of questions and then it sparks this chemistry and over time you keep working on it i think that friendships can be derived from so many different things it's true no, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to poo-poo. poo-poo on your situation. I think it's very nice. I'm just curious how a relationship formed in a, such a controlled, inorganic environment mm. can thrive in the long term. That's like a relationship from that's, an internet app. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's a good point. It's been a really great experience and it's really like added random bits of excitement throughout the week. Like, well, Honestly, I can see the appeal and I think that's kind of nice. And like I said, if you got someone just around the corner and I can understand the appeal of just being like, hey, do you want to just go for a walk or go get some ice cream? It's really Go to nice. a movie. I'm trying to take my girlfriend to so many movies and she just flat out refuses. And my other movie buddy now has a girlfriend, so he doesn't go with me anymore. So I could use a random friend that just wants to come watch movies with me. And he could literally set up a profile and say, looking for someone who wants to watch geeky movies with because my girlfriend doesn't want, want to watch them. And you'll match with so many people. Yeah, they're all in the same boat. They all have girlfriends that are too cool for them. Yeah. With the world somewhat riding itself after the COVID pandemic, there has been a return of one of my favorite Sydney festivals, mm-hmm. probably my favorite Sydney festival, mm-hmm. which has had a hiatus. 
the Vivid Festival. How good is it? Which I, I love it. Yeah, I love it more than most people, I think. <laughs> It's the Festival of Lights. If anyone has never been, Sydney puts on a massive show. Yeah. The buildings light up, there's light sculptures, there's food trucks, there's all sorts of things. They project light images and light art onto the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge and all the buildings. Mm. Normally the fairies all light up as well. Mm. And we're not just talking about like fairy lights. This is proper light mm. art. The city never looks as beautiful as it does during Vivid. Mm. And it's a good strategy too because in winter when you're prone to just staying inside, it gives you, yeah. it forces you to go out and see the city. Exactly. And, and, and Sydney needs that during wintertime. So it wasn't on last year um, and it came back this year and I was very, very excited. And I, ever since I started dating Courtney, I was, she had never been to a Vivid because she used to live on the Central Coast. She's never been to one. So I'm like, I got to take you to Vivid. We're going to Vivid. It's going to be great. And I've talked it up for an entire year. And I finally took her to Vivid. And these days, I, I do Vivid over two nights because it has spread. So back when it first began, and you probably remember this as well, Z, it just used to be several circular light key. sculptures in Circle Key. Yeah. And you could do it in a night. And then it spread from there, and it kind of went into Darling Harbour and then... Botanical Gardens. Botanical Gardens. And now it's around Central and throughout the city. And, and I believe there was even stuff in Parramatta at one point, And it's just grown and grown and grown. So I do it over two nights these days. And even though I was very, very excited... I generally think that it has declined Interesting. since its beginning. I think that but in its early days when it was Circular Key, it was a bit more about the light sculptures. So some of them were interactive. Like one of my favorites was a few years ago, they had a massive like inflatable woman who was three stories tall and she was controlled by an army of 20 people and a massive crane. She crouched down and she, she was inflatable, but they had people controlling her arms and, and making a walk. And it was amazing. And... Other things, like the last time Vivid was on, the Botanical Gardens is always one of my favorite places. It's where they kind of focus more on on the light sculptures, I think. It's mm. become a bit of it's come a bit commercialized yeah. over time. So this year they had like, oh, Kia presents this car <laughs> installation or, you know, Sony invented. And you line up for an hour and then you walk into this thing and it's just a bunch of weird noises and, and sound effects. And I don't really get it. And look, art is like that. Sometimes you just look at things and you just, I don't understand this, but... I think Sony putting on this installation and making you line up has a different feel to it. Mm. There's also things like there was a whole section of food trucks this year where a couple of years ago there would have been light installations there. And mm. and I, I think it's it's becoming too big. Mm. Yeah. And it's becoming more, people are realizing they can commercialize it and make money off it. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting you put it that way because if you hadn't said that, I would have actually said, oh, I think that Vivid has improved over the years because there's more like... Food trucks. Stuff, well, and even I feel like the quality of the stuff that's being projected onto the buildings is better quality. And I still stand by that. But I agree that there's less of the actual... Light sculptures. Yeah, which individual is the, sculptures. The old, that, that used to be the original point of Vivid. Mm. And I would say that they they have also declined in quality as well. I don't know how many there were this year, but maybe 30. But that would have been only in one section before. Like Circular Kick was covered in these light sculptures mm. back in the day. And Botanical Gardens was, was, there was heaps. There was probably 20 or 30 just in the Botanical Gardens itself. Mm. And even though I say it's it's declining, it's still, it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but it is a bit sad that it, it's... The vivid that I I still obviously have an appreciation and fondness for mm. is is kind of like in the past. Yeah, you had to be there. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Because I I generally go every year. I like to go every year. Yeah, 
so this year we did i did do something i'd never done before which was um, i went on a vivid cruise and i thought it'd be a nice way to show courtney vivid and like i keep saying it the city is very beautiful at night so a vivid cruise i thought would be really nice um and we're lining up for this boat and there's already maybe a hundred people in front of us and we're like okay this is gonna be good but by the time the boat rocks up there's another 200 people behind us and i'm looking at this boat and i'm saying surely these people are lining up for a boat leaving 15 minutes after our ones because they're not all going to fit on this boat Mm. i was wrong Mm. so we went on this boat and it was a a a real noah's ark situation yeah (laughs) honestly there was people just kept packing us in like sardines and there was a (laughs) there was a meal provided it was a buffet and it was quite nice but there were no tables. Mm. There was random seats placed everywhere. And of course, everyone that got in there first had grabbed all the seats. Maybe there were 100 seats there for the 300, 400 people on the boat. And they had like prams and their coats across half of them. So mm. even if you wanted to eat, you were awkwardly sitting next to a stranger and trying to eat this buffet meal. It's obvious that they just wanted to cram as much money as they could yeah, out of this. maximize profit. Yeah. It was, yeah, I, I didn't expect it to be so cheap, for lack of a better word. I mean, it goes for three weeks. Surely you can have a bit more value for your money. But have you done a Vivid Cruise before? I have, actually. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> it was, the food wasn't even good. It was like hot dogs, right? Uh, but they had like, imagine like a, an Ikea hot dog, but like they cut them in half. So it was clearly a half hot dog. Wait, which way are we cutting them in half? Like, L- so it's ways. two mini hot dogs. Oh, yeah, it's like one hot dog each, but oh, it wasn't. Yeah, it was bad. You just get one hot dog. Yeah, oh, and maybe some like finger food. Our buffet was quite nice and we could yeah. at least go back to it as much as we wanted to. Yeah, that's good. There no, was... there's no hot food. Oh, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> no hot... So even the hot dogs were not hot. Well, yeah. <laughs> you had the same sort of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say generally... Viv is very lovely. It is. And there was a drone show this year. Did you see mm, that? I saw a video. I've seen the video too. I thought it was really impressive. I've only seen a drone show with like yellow lights, but this one had all color and different characters. Yeah, and it made characters like SpongeBob and other things. It looked really impressive. So overall, not bad. <laughs> not the best Vivid I've been to, but I, I think it was. it's still worth going to. Yeah. It's a good night out. Yeah, I, I am just glad that things are back open again. So I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I suppose that's a good way to look at it. It's it's a sign that things are returning to a sense of normality. Yeah. It's time for our new segment. Indeed, I, I figured, um, because a lot of my life is spent in front of a television screen doing leisure activities, so I thought we'd introduce a segment I like to call Leisure Time, mm. where we talk I, I about... I know we agreed on Leisure Time, but I also, what came to me was Leisure Time, Pleasure Time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make it weird? Uncomfortable? Um, it, no. Okay, we can call it leisure time, pleasure time. That's actually, not, the more I think about it, the more it's sticking to me. Uh, okay, so leisure time, pleasure time is just where we talk about what we're doing these days. What mm-hmm. we're watching, what we're reading, what we're doing. Playing. Doing our leisure time and yeah. our off time. Um, so as an example, to kick things off, I have watched the Disney Plus series Obi-Wan, which is a long-awaited Obi-Wan series with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen reprising his role as Darth Vader. Now, I know that Star Wars is not your strong suit. It's not, but I can hold my own-ish. 
Okay, well, do you know anything about the Obi-Wan series? No. Okay. It's set between episodes three and four, as most things are, which is when the Jedi have collapsed and Obi-Wan's hiding on in Tatooine protecting Luke. You know, you know that period in time? Mm-hmm, you know yeah, all over yeah. it, all over it. Um, and Anakin, his apprentice, has become Darth Vader. Even before Disney had bought Star Wars and they'd started all their TV shows about the Mandalorian and Ahsoka and Book of Boba Fett, even before all of this, there was an Obi-Wan solo movie in the works. And people were very excited. So this was the thing that a lot of people had been waiting for. And it finally was here. Mm-hmm. And it's a six-part series. Mm-hmm. And? Overall, I was pretty disappointed. Ah. So for a number of reasons. First of all, its budget was lower than some of the other Star Wars shows they made. And you can kind of tell. There was nothing particularly striking about anything on the... So, so I don't know if you know how they make the Star Wars shows, but they have a thing called the volume, which is basically a massive dome of really high quality screens and so they can make a background in real time and film with a camera as they're acting so instead of filming on a blue screen now they film in front of a generated background for some things this works really well so the actor can act with his environment and they can just put stuff in the background as much as they want they can move the sun they can move a mountain it's quite amazing technology but it becomes obvious once you know it's there Mm. and they stop being creative about ways to use it so there was nothing particularly striking or exciting about this this series it was just pretty lazily written and there was a lot of decisions made and character choices that didn't make any sense and a lot of coincidences that became too much oh how did they come to that conclusion just because you know and the last episode was pretty good, but one out of six was not enough for me. Because this should have been, there were there were Star Wars fans that would have got Disney Plus just to watch this. Mm. You know, the other Disney shows, The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, maybe people watched it, but people that hadn't even watched those shows were tuning in to watch Obi-Wan. And this should have been everything they had. And it just was not. I wonder why the budget was lower if the expectations of this one are higher. That's exactly the question. Right. I mean, maybe it, because they knew everyone was going to tune in anyway, so who cares? Yeah, but that's they they don't, they're running out of goodwill. Mm. The book of Boba Fett was really shitty. The last two Star Wars movies have been really shitty. They're running out of the people's goodwill, mm. and the Star Wars fan base is pretty loyal, but also they're getting sick and tired of it. So I think the general reception is pretty average for Obi Wan. But I walked away going, "This was a real mess series." Mm. When it should have been, it should have honestly just been a movie. It had two hours of content stretched across six episodes, mm. and it was pretty meh. I'm so. sorry to hear. Yeah, it is pretty disappointing. And and the worst thing is, I forced Courtney to watch the first six Star Wars movies so she'd get oh, the context no. for this Star Wars Obi-Wan series. And she hated me for that. And she's never forgiven me for wasting the 12 hours of her life. I don't blame her. And now she had to sit through Obi-Wan, which even I thought was mediocre, so I can't imagine how she felt. You owe her a big apology. I owe her... I have to watch so many things that I don't want to watch now. (laughs) Good. Unfortunately, Obi-Wan was definitely a swing and a miss Mm. for me. In contrast, I saw something that I expected to not like that much, which was the movie Maverick, Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. I had no expectations. I hadn't seen the original. It's not my usual style of movie, but loved it. Mm -hmm. Really, really enjoyed it. I've also seen Maverick and I completely agree. I was keen to see it. Mm. Um, simply because 
this movie, I don't know if you know how much about the making of it, but it was very practical. So they put the actors in the cockpits of these jet fighters and they flew out there and they had to push record on the cameras themselves and they had to play out the scene and everything was real. Some of it's CGI, but most of it is all real. And that itself was impressive. Mm, it was really good. What I liked about it was it wasn't cheesy like you'd imagine it to be. You didn't need to watch the original to no. like get the, involved. It, it, and- the, it is a sequel, so... There are some aspects yeah. that carry on, but it's it does a pretty good job. I got a crash course of it. I didn't have to yeah. watch it. I just got a crash course. You can read this the Wikipedia and, and work it out. It's not they do a pretty good job of explaining what you have to know, mm. but it, it's not essential to watch the first one. Mm. The best part about the movie for me was normally with these action style movies, they lose you in all the action and explosions and you just kind of like lose track of what's going on. But what they did really well for the average lay person was they made the mission very clear. So from the beginning, you know exactly what's going on and you're on board the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm not lost. I like everything that's happening. I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it. It's because of the mission. Mm-hmm. And I understand the mission fully, which I think a lot of movies, they uh, don't get it right. A lot of movies don't make it clear. This movie has a set mission from the get-go, and everything that happens from the beginning to the end is all because of that mission. Yeah. The reason Maverick is teaching these people, the reason these people are chosen, the reason they're doing the exercises they're doing, it's all made very clear why it's happening. Mm. And then that results in a pretty satisfying payoff at the end mm. because you've seen the journey getting to that point. Yeah, It's a good movie. Yeah, all in all, really, really positive experience. Unexpectedly positive. Highly recommend. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about, because it is a big sensation, and I have played it and finished it, is the game Elden Ring. So Elden Ring is the the, the latest game from From Software, who are famous for their really hard... They made the games Dark Souls, they made Demon Souls, they made Sekiro. They're notoriously known for their difficult games, and this is their latest one, mm-hmm. Elden Ring, which is a massive open world game. Um, so just quickly, I played it. It was a long, long game. I think I put 150 hours into it. Wow. Um, Overall, great. Their character design and level design is second to none. Some of these things are gross, hideous, and grotesque. But I don't think it's the next coming of Christ. A lot of people seem to think it is. It's a great game, and I enjoyed it. But as far as open world games, I would say The Witcher, Zelda Breath of the Wild, better options. I think Elden Ring, for me, got a bit repetitive, and it doesn't suit the open world formula to me. I found it easier than a lot of the other Souls games I've played. I played Sekiro way easier than Sekiro. I barely struggled in Elden Ring at all. Even though it's notoriously difficult, not that difficult. But um, it's it's great. I enjoyed it. I ended up getting the platinum in it, which is very exciting. Yeah, if you're looking for an open world challenging game, it's great. But it's not amazing. And I, I don't think it's going to beat out God of War Ragnarok for game of the year. So Leisure time. Leisure time. Pleasure time. time. Can we make it like leisure time? Pleasure time. No, we cannot. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back with Acceptable or Not. So this first one comes from Nancy in Jindabyne. Thank you very much, Nancy. Um, Photos of your ex or photos of your ex-friends with benefits in your phone and on your social media. Um, Look, it's – so we're talking like display pictures. We're talking about pictures, couple pictures. It it didn't specify. It just said pictures. Mm. Personally, I I think it's acceptable. I, I have, if you go back from my display pictures on Facebook, mm. I still have pictures with my exes. Mm. It's I can under, it, it's it's a part of your life, right? Yeah. 
Courtney always tells me I don't feel jealous or anything like that because if it wasn't for your experiences with your exes, you wouldn't be the person you are or you wouldn't be with me now. Yeah. On the other hand, I have had people when I was single and on dating apps saying, oh, you got a picture of your ex. You have to delete that if we have a date. And I'm just like, yeah, nah, that's that's not happening. Like, get over yourself. So as a person that has pictures, I I think it is acceptable. Mm, I agree with you, actually. Um, <laughs> we're very much on the same side here um, I, for the same reasons. I would have agreed. I, I would have I would have guessed you'd agree on this Yeah. One. It's like that this is a part of your life and it's not a part of your life anymore, but to go back and like erase it, mm-hmm. it feels mm, unnecessary. Even if yeah. you've ended on awful terms and it's not going to heal anything. It's yeah. not going to, I just think going back and, and it's like burning photos of yourselves, mm. you know, it's, it's just very in a way childish and mm. immature. If that person is going back and like looking back on the photos every night before they sleep, on the other hand, that's a different story. As in if I went back and looked at my exes. Yeah, okay. yeah. And you're like yeah. looking at them all the time, then that's unhealthy. Yeah, Courtney also. wakes up and I'm just staring at a picture <laughs> from 11 years ago. Yeah. I, I agree. That would be wrong. Yeah. if you As long as you're not keeping them to like hoard them as a shrine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's, there's a difference between what you said, keeping them for a purpose and just not wanting to go back and erase the past. Yes. I mean, it's not like you can erase the history anyway. It's there. Yeah. It was a, a, an important part of your life once upon a time. Exactly. So photos of your ex on social media. I, I think acceptable. Acceptable. I agree. Not, no ifs or buts. We've got another one here, another ex-related one from George in Jordan Springs. George, thank you for writing LA. in, George. Dating a friend's ex, acceptable oh. or not? <laughs> that's, oh, that's, mm, I think unacceptable. Mm-hmm. There, there'd have to be some real specific conditions for me to even consider this acceptable. Mm. I mean, how close are you as friends? <laughs> yeah. I think that's a real question, right? Like, how close are you? And are you willing to lose that friend? Because that's what's going to happen. Yes. And are all your friends going to hate you for and turn against you for Yeah, is it really it? worth it? It's, mm. There are always other fish in the sea, you know? Mm. What if you're no longer friends with them? It was a friend. You're no longer friends with them. But are you no longer friends because she cheated with you? No, no, no. We're unrelated. Um, There's even the stigma if you have mutual friends, you know? I think that's more acceptable, mm. still unacceptable, but leaning closer to okay, okay. acceptable. But I, I think it's still, you're going to be judged hard. Yeah, I think as long as you're prepared to be judged, prepared to lose that friend if you haven't already. That makes this a, a new budding relationship very difficult. Yeah, though. you're starting off on the wrong foot. Yeah. What if they only dated for two weeks? Is it acceptable then? I still think no. There's plenty of other people to date. What if they matched on a dating app and went on a first date and that's it? If your friend's okay with it. Okay. So you ask the friend and if they're okay with it, then that's fine. Yeah. I think on on that circumstance, it's okay. But if they dated for a significant amount of time, even asking is shitty. You said two weeks is not okay. Uh, So what's a significant amount of time? two weeks you can ask. You can ask your friend. Okay. My first girlfriend, one of my friends dated her. So afterwards, after you? No, I I was the one after. That. Oh yeah, did you ask permission? No, you're all talk. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your integrity? That was a long time ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we had stopped talking at that point. My friend. Oh, okay, I. so you weren't friends anymore. We weren't, okay. but it was still a friend's ex for sure. Yeah, you were prepared for the judgment, and you were. There wasn't. It was after high school, and a lot of the people that would have cared, I didn't talk to anymore. So it didn't really have any effect on things Mm. i think 
Oh, it's it's tough. Oh. I think it depends on how hung up the friend is on the ex. Like, if they're totally whatever about it, they don't care, then acceptable. You think about you go to a party and your friend's got to hang out with his ex-girlfriend while you're dating her. Mm. Like, it's just going to form unnecessary drama, unnecessary ridges. Yeah, that's fair. You, you want your partner to get along with your friends. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, not acceptable. But I can imagine loopholes or I can imagine edge cases where it's like, oh, I guess that's okay. Mm. What if the friends died? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's even worse. Dating a friend's widow. <laughs> what if both of the, like, what if two people were dating, two couples, right? And one of them each died. And then the, the two widows got together. What if they were two pairs of twins? What? Right? So we have two male twins and two female twins. Okay. And these people were dating. Mm. And then they both died. And so the opposite <laughs> twins got together. Mm. And it's kind of like... The, they were, they're with the person they were that they were with. <laughs> remnants. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see why that would, you know, that they, why they would want to do that. They get solace in each other. Yeah. Um, unacceptable. Okay. <laughs> even if they're... No, you, even if they're dead, that's even worse. <laughs> that's a, I think it's not as bad. <laughs> I think it's bad. I think it's bad. Everyone will judge you even worse because the dead friend has no say in it. No, I disagree. God. Okay, so a dating friend's ex, if they're alive, not acceptable. Oh, yeah, you're going to say dead. acceptable if they're <laughs> No, unacceptable for both. Uh, no. No, you can't. <laughs> you know what? Well, you do you, but... You do you. When you date you a widow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be judging. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for joining us once again. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. It's been a leisure and a pleasure. It's been a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that is growing on me. That's pretty good. All right. We'll catch you next time. Um, yeah. Thanks and see you then. <laughs>